Welcome to Link Responsibly, where love, relationships, and all things intimate collide. I'm Olivia. And I'm Jasper. And together, we're here to explore the blurred lines of modern romance. So pour yourself a drink, settle in, and let's navigate through these twists and turns together. Are we ready? Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is our first episode. Ever. I know. I'm excited. I'm excited. I feel like you're a pro because you've done this before. I wouldn't call myself a pro, but I definitely learned from my mistakes. Like, I, I've i been a guest on several podcasts, but I've never, like, actually just, like, sat here, chatted about whatever You're right. on my terms. Yeah. So, this is exciting. I'm excited to be here with you. But I feel like, thank you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's exciting for you because you have more of an opportunity to talk about what you want to talk about. Yeah, like, it's not just question after question after question. This yeah. is, like us hanging out talking absolutely and ultimately that's why i wanted to do this again right because i love to be able to control the topics and control what's asked and not asked well (laughs) and we can say whatever the fuck we want because it's our show oh we're using the f word can we not yes we fucking can are we gonna get demonetized (laughs) no because i don't think there's any monetization happening i feel like (laughs) this is gonna be an x-rated show anyway exactly we're about to talk about everything (laughs) Relationships, sex, everything. So, I'm excited. Fuck is going to be said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you like that? I do. I love it. <laughs> There's certain <laughs> things that just make us go, mm. So, um, let's talk a little bit about today. Let's talk about how we just had our first photo shoot. I know. We did our first photo shoot. It was fun. We went to Chicladas. That was my first time being there, even though I accidentally went there once <laughs> by accident. I went. Because you were having an event for Period Palooza, yes. and that whole day we had been talking about Chifladas, and I thought the <laughs> event was at Chifladas, but really it was at someplace South Town. To be fair, to be fair, I spend a lot of time at Chifladas. You do. It's your second home. <laughs> right. Mm. Okay, yes. third home. <laughs> but totally makes sense why you would think that. Um, absolutely appreciate that they let us have a photo yeah. shoot there. I think it was a perfect aesthetic for what we're trying to portray here. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. It was really cute. Like, I thought it was, like, such a cute place. The vibe was nice. The person who was helping with the drinks. Me? Yeah. Freaking so sweet. I know. They're always the best. Like, they're like, do you need to move anything? Do you need extra lighting? I love that. Yeah, no. It's a lot of fun. It was great. Um, but, yeah. I definitely want to go back when it's, like, nighttime. Yes. And they have, like, the lights. Because we went during the day. When we could actually drink and yeah have a, a and not do an outfit change in the bathroom yes <laughs> i felt a little pressured i was, yeah, I was like hurry somebody was like knocking and i was like Fuck, i'm just <laughs> yeah <laughs> trying to be cute <laughs> yeah very much that. but yeah no it was really cute i definitely want to go back and we'll go for karaoke yes i love karaoke at chifadas um honestly i've never done karaoke at a public place until the last couple weeks because you felt comfortable I, I, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I had a few drinks um, that helped, but for the most part, I know a lot of people that go there regularly. And so I did feel like. You felt safe. Yeah. Definitely. You felt safe. I feel like karaoke bars, oh, I just don't like them. There's something about them that I just don't like. Do you just feel like you have to be good at singing, or what do you mean? No, it's the vibe, it's the. Most of the places I've been to have been kind of like dingy. Like, it's just not. Like, too hole in the wall. Yeah, well, kind of, yeah. Just, 
I don't know. I feel like it makes no sense in my head, but it does make sense in my head. But regardless, I feel like karaoke at Chifladas would be more fun. Well, it's cute and pink. Exactly. I'm telling you, I think it's the vibe, it's the aesthetic. I think it's just that. But also they play like my favorite playlist. Yeah, they had some good music going <laughs> while we're doing our photos. I was like, Dirty Diana came on and, and Dirty Jasper came on too. So that's exactly Literally what twirling in yeah. your skirt. Mm-hmm. Could not take it. It was perfect. That was the best. Also, um, we took some handcuffs, some ropes. So excited to see how. Can't how wait to see all these pictures. Me too. Awesome. Well, I definitely want to let the audience know a little bit more about ourselves personally. Yeah. All right, Jasper. So go ahead and let the audience know. What do you do for a living? Well, every day you can find me here at the Sexology Institute, which is where we're filming. Uh, So yeah, I am here pretty much every day with the exception of one or two days a week. Um, But yeah, I do that. And then I'm also a burlesque performer. The Pasty Pops burlesque group, a producer there, and I perform here in Austin and anywhere that they'll have me. So wonderful. Take my clothes off for money. <laughs> Love that for you. Yeah. <laughs> Times are tough. I mean, why do it for free when you get like, a buck? I... <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> Not a buck. I mean, at least give me like a, a 20, a 30, a 40, you know, plus, please. Who knows? Yeah. Love but yeah, that's you. what I do cool. for fun, Yeah. for life. What do you do? So I have my own company called The Hunters of Media, and we really focus on working with primarily women small-owned businesses or small businesses in general, but we do a lot of short-form videos, photos, um, really try to stick into more of like the marketing and advertising um, things that it comes to businesses, and I also am the event director for Rio Calusa, so a little bit of an organization that we started. Um, our organization is around period poverty. So our biggest thing is collecting period products um, for those who need them. Okay, you went like full explanation. I'm just like, I work at sexology and I take my clothes off for money. And you're like, blah, 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 blah. Well, you're so well-spoken well spoken about it. To give I, myself credit, I come from a corporate background. This is true. Right? So I have to learn how to speak. I have to. I had to learn how to speak properly. I learned to speak because I had to. <laughs> did Okay, so when you were in school, did you actually like speaking? And like, when they had you read out loud, did you like reading? I'm a very slow reader, so no, not necessarily. Okay. But I enjoy performing. So yeah. I always wanted to be the one who was like up in front of the class speaking. Yes, I wanted to be the one that was heard. So did you like giving presentations and stuff like that? Yes. I wanted to be a baddie. I was yeah. like, give me the damn paper. I'm presenting. I was the opposite. <laughs> I was like, don't pick me. Please don't make me read. Because one, like, my voice was already weird enough that people were like, gonna make fun of me. And then two, I just felt like I would get bright red. Like tomato red. And so everyone would be like, ha ha, he's getting red. Ha ha ha. And then I'd be like, it's fine. It's fine. Just muscle through it. Like, it was awful. I hated reading. But it's funny because now, I mean, one, I take my clothes off in front of a room full of people. And two, I can get up here and talk about sex all day long to complete strangers. So it's like so weird that I can do this stuff now. But back then I was mortified. Mortified. 
I think it just takes time and probably because you're comfortable talking about what you talk about now, right? Like, it's not like you just woke up one day and are like, let's talk about sex. Well, yeah, but also I think probably in retrospect, I probably wasn't comfortable with who I was then. True. Like, I didn't really own who I was. I was, like, very suppressed trying to keep everything in. Like, don't let people know that, you know, don't be too feminine. Don't do this. Don't do that. And now I'm like, fuck it. This is me. Take it or leave it. I think that makes sense. I feel like I was a lot more confident in high school. I People think I'm pretty confident now, but, I mean, I feel like as I've gotten older, I've gotten less confident. But Really? Yeah. But in high school... Because you give confidence now. Yeah. Was it, like, times 10 when you were Yeah, in high I was just, like... Everybody get the, the fuck out of my way. Like, I'm gay as fuck. Like, yeah. I was just, like, wowing it out. In your emo phase? <laughs> okay, I did that for, like, a couple months. <laughs> I was not the emo kid. The way I dress now is <laughs> how I dressed in high school. <laughs> I look the damn same. <laughs> Fair enough. Just a different ups. haircut. Yes, button up, short hair, pants. Like, no- nothing was different. Just emo <laughs> for a month. I had to try it out. <laughs> It was just a phase for you. Just a phase. The rest of us, we're still emo at heart. Okay. Come see me on a Sunday morning when I'm like, it's fine. Today's going to be a good day. I hate the world. But I'll survive. But anyways, okay, so are you dating anyone right now? What's what's the situation? You want to know about my relationship? Yes. I mean, we're on a podcast talking about relationships. Whose idea was it? Right? You. (laughs) Who wanted to do this? (laughs) So speaking about relationships, are you dating anyone? I'm currently going through a breakup. We broke up um, around the holidays in December. So fresh. It's fresh. Super, super fresh. How are you feeling? How are you holding up? I am upset. Really? Yes. Why? I'm upset because... They are ghosting me and trying to go no contact. Did they tell you they were going to, like, do any of this? No. And I think that's the problem, right? So it was a mutual breakup, and really we left the conversation at the part of, you know, we're best friends. I still love you. I still want to have you in my life. And then all of a sudden I'm sending messages, and it's being left on so there was no, hey, this obviously isn't working. I can't do this or I don't want to do this. And so from my perspective, I, I feel lied to. Yeah. I'm sorry. That sucks. It's hard. Like, I'm kind of in a similar boat. Like, I've been single now for, like, about a year or over a year. And my ex and I, we when we broke up, we said we were going to stay in each other's lives. We're going to be friends and all this stuff. And then he blocked me on Instagram, on every social platform, (laughs) text, everything. So I have zero communication with him at all. And it sucks. It hurts so badly. Like out of everything, like out of the whole relationship and the ending of our relationship, that part is the part that seriously hurts the most. So I'm not blocked on anything yet. Mm. And wait for it. (laughs) Right. Right. So I, it's weird because I'm in this like in between of being grateful that I'm not blocked, but yeah. then also why are you let, like stringing me along to watch? Mm, I can see that. I don't know. It, it's tough. And truly, truly, I don't think that they know what they want yet. I think they're still trying to figure it out. I think they're trying to just give us some space 
and maybe figure out where they want to be and, and things like that totally makes sense and I'm really trying to respect that but it just doesn't feel good yeah. at all and and again a lot of it's because I, I can't stand when people say one thing and do another and it, in, in general like it like drives me crazy because why are you lying right no I, I don't do. think their intention is to lie I, I'm no. really trying not to call them a liar or anybody a liar but. you're a liar <laughs> if you're listening you're a liar just kidding. I don't You're know a fucking liar. I, I'm not a liar. This goes to my ex. You're a liar, bitch. <laughs> fucking asshole. That's true. No, he's not an That's asshole. True. That's the thing. Like, well, he got blocked. Got yeah, blocked. I, I got blocked. So I'm just a little salty. I don't know, but I feel like I felt like the blocking was unwarranted. Like, what the fuck? I don't know. I was just going about living my life. It's not like I was like, oh, sucking this dick, doing that guy, doing this, like. I was just having a good time living my life. And I don't know if that was like too much for him to see. Like maybe he wanted me to be sad and depressed or he wanted to hide whatever he was going to do next. So. So I don't know if there was some shakiness involved. Right. And I think that that's kind of been some opinions I've gotten from my friends of, well, maybe they're not talking to you because you're out, you know, living your life and doing this and doing this and you're like frolicking around. Right. Completely makes sense. Yeah. But I've, was doing that before and during that's just me as a person right so i don't think that that's fair to hold that to me right like that i'm posting what i do all the time i literally create content for a living true right so i don't know well you see and for me it's different because when we were together i yeah i posted here and there but i was not as visible as i was when we were like I'm more visible now than when we were together. And I think I also am just having more fun. True. I feel like I'm doing everything that I felt like I couldn't do when we were together. I'm doing now. And I don't know if for them, they were like, well, shit. Now I feel like crap because you weren't able to do this because you were with me. So I don't know if it's just too much. Like, I don't know if it's a him thing or a me thing. And I think that not knowing is what's fucking killing me. Also the fact that we're just not friends. We were good friends. We were best friends. And then like, to go from living with someone for years to nothing fucking sucks. And I think that's the point, right? So I've only ever blocked one ex uh, my whole life. And it was because they they really hurt me, right? Yeah. So I, I do my best to try to be friends with all of my exes, which is very controversial. And a lot of people just do not agree with that. But the way that I see it is you spend so much time with that person you love that person they get to know like you you know all their deep dark secrets yeah so to just end that and be like hey have a good life i i don't agree with that i don't get it i i do understand yeah maybe y'all shouldn't be like super close and hang out and like sleep right, in the same like bed needing and like space needing yeah distance like i totally get that like i agree 100 percent. but to just cut off completely that's like it's the cold turkey thing i, I can't yeah. i can't get Especially when you've been with someone for so long. Like, that's just, I don't know. For me, it's just rude. Fucking rude. <laughs> I hate it. But you know what? We move on. We figure it out. So, are you, so you've been freshly single for a month, basically. When you say it out loud, it uh, definitely, <laughs> definitely sounds... <laughs> so, <laughs> sounds are, real fresh. Thank it's you. Very, it's fresh... <laughs> As the driven, undriven snow. Yeah. Is that really? I mean, I don't know. We don't just snow here. <laughs> We live in Texas. <laughs> well, yes. So it's fresh. Are you ready to mingle? Are you out there? Are you dating? Are you 
on the apps? What are you doing? Oh, don't get me started on apps. <laughs> are you not? Absolutely not. So let's talk about apps. Okay, go ahead. Let's talk about apps. Well, you're not on one, so. I, but I can talk about some apps. Okay. Okay. And we'll see if you're on them. How about that? Okay. So I used to be a very big Tinder gal, mm. right? Used to have a good old time on Tinder. Okay. Okay. Especially after ever ended relationship. I was back on Tinder. That's where you had to go and I would find all my hoes yeah. back in the day, right? But. What I got sick and tired of, and I still am sick and tired of to this day, which is why I'm not on Tinder, is the whole, well, what's your favorite color? And what's your favorite food? Yes. And I'm like, ugh, bruh. The, like, automated, <laughs> yes. like, how's your day going? How's it going? What do you do? I'm over it. I'm so <clears throat> So the last it. time I was on Tinder, I, I had put that link in the bio. I was like, just ask me out on a date. Like, just let's go meet for coffee. oh my god no like 100 jump into yes it. like i wish more people would just be so direct and on it like that's what i want like i want someone to be like you seem cool let's skip the pleasantries let's fucking go out on a date and get to know each other in person but when they don't meet up with you or y'all schedules don't align i'm after like maybe the second third time and we can't meet up i'm, I'm like next True. I, I'm always like, I'm pretty flexible. So like, this is my schedule, right? But I can move things around here and there. If this is like, if this is your only time that you can meet, I can make things work. So like, I hate when people are unflexible with their shit. I'm like, yeah, really? It's so annoying. I think too, as being a full-time creative, it's a little harder now to date people with a traditional job. That's a whole nother thing. And I, I think I'm trying to learn that from my last relationship until now, right? Because my last- Does she have like a nine to five? Yes. So had to be in bed by like fucking 7.30. Total workaholic. I totally get it. And I respected it because I used to be that same way. Yeah. I had like that corporate schedule where, you know, I worked all the time. So I understood it and we were able to very much live our own separate lives. But it was tough. It was tough because it's not like we could just do things randomly throughout the week or- or stay up late like you said right because i feel like part of like a creative's like job is to go and do things always so you have to have someone who's down to do things whether they're like you know and even if they're not down to go like they'll go to some right be like i'm not going to go to this tonight but i'll go with you tomorrow or something you know like flexibility yeah you have to have that like flexibility because otherwise like ugh. yeah and I, I think that's definitely something that I've considered when I'm like, oh, well, if, you know, it comes to dating again, maybe possibly dating another creative or being with somebody who has a flexible schedule or understands having a flexible schedule because my schedule is so non-traditional. Yeah. And like things get added onto my calendar last minute all of the time. No, for sure. I agree. Like when I tell people what I do on dating apps, they're like, oh, so you're really busy. Like you don't have time for, I'm like, no, the thing is like, I can make time. Like I make time for the people that matter. I make time, you know, whatever, like, but you got to just go in, like, jump in with me. I can't sit here and hold your hand yeah, and walk you through this. Like, jump in, bitch. Let's go. You know? Like, <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, you can't go through it and be like, okay, well, let me see. Which event can you come with me to? Like, which, you know, True. like, yeah, you're just going to go and you're going to do it and you're going to have fun. And, you know, you need someone who can hang. Basically. Yes. yes. I think that's another thing too, right? I'm, I'm so 
outgoing and willing to talk to anybody and everybody. I'm always networking. Yeah, you are. So it's super important. Sometimes it's really annoying. Oh, wow. Thank you for Because I'm like, we're going to be here another fucking 20 minutes. By the time we get started, we just started on Dehanas. Now we're going to go to period. We're, we're here for another I need everybody to know minutes. everything that I do. <laughs> because you never know where they can help you. I know. Right? But <laughs> Whataburger is calling. It's fucking one o'clock in the morning, bitch. Let's go. Wrap it up. It's true. I'll work on that. I'll work on that. Maybe. No, you won't. Okay. It's fine. Well, I've accepted who you are. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Do you want to date? <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> I mean, at this point, sure. At this point, I got nothing else going. <laughs> but seriously. These, You're going like, to settle for me? Ouch. Sorry. That's what it sounds like. No. It's by 40. It hasn't happened. Mark, mark my words. By 40. I'll be baby girl. Baby girl. It's not, that's it. It's decided. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's documented. I appreciate you. I'm looking at you my dead in the eyes. I know you are. Where do you want to live? <laughs> On a farm? Like, what do you want? I don't know. Chifladas, apparently. <laughs> that's where that's we're going to live. The outhouse in the back. I'm down. Or we can live in the office here of sexology. Aww. One of the two. At least we have options. At least we have options. We can... A little summer home. <laughs> summer home in South Downs, right? Ooh. I love that. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. That's nice but no, answer. you're right. Like, dating apps are just really hard. They're difficult. Like, I'm on Tinder. I don't think I've actually met anyone or, like, went out with someone from Tinder. Wow. I've been on a lot of Tinder dates. Yeah. But a lot of them turn into just friendships. Hmm. We just, it wasn't what we thought. The, the thing is, I always tell people too, Tinder's such a hit and miss because unfortunately, like, catfishing's real. Oh yeah, no. Like if some of the photos, if it's the same face, slightly different backgrounds, not, I'm like, you don't look like you look here. Bye. Right. Like yeah. I can tell. True. So my solution or my replacement for Tinder. TikTok. Yes. TikTok is the love lesbian TikTok. playground. Well. It's not. It's not for me, apparently. Well, but most women, or women seeking women, will find someone off a of fucking TikTok. It's true. There's a lot of the lesbian algorithm is so strong. This is what I tell people. People tell me all the time, "Where do you know you meet other women?" Da 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 da. Make TikTok. They're like, "Well, I don't make TikTok. So you better start." Right. So is that how you do it? So like, you're not searching for people on TikTok. No, just you're just making your content and then. Other lesbians are like, <laughs> lesbian. No, they're like, oh, she's cute. So they follow me and then they start commenting and then they start to DM. And you just go from there, right? So what I love about what TikTok. What the fuck? Where are the gays? <laughs> I'm fucking lusting over guys on my TikTok and not a, Did nothing, you not a fly. Did you comment. DM them? I get women. I get women who comment. Well, everybody wants a gay best friend. But, well, I'll tell you, my demographic <laughs> is women yeah. and older women. Yeah, women. You know, when we went to hey, Tina, get that when we went to mama. Tina, mm-hmm. you saw me. I was interacting with those two old white ladies. Yes, were you rich. were. They were smelling rich, too. But they just gave me their whole life story because they're like, look, a fag. We can, <laughs> I, I know one of these. I can. They, they felt real comfortable with yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> real comfortable, real fast. And I was like, this is my fucking demographic. I love 
If you're over 65, hello, welcome. Welcome. You're part of my demographic. <laughs> if you're a gay that stumbled on here, wow. Thanks. Congratulations. Congratulations. You're here for Olivia. Probably. Yeah, because you're not here for me. <laughs> but no, that's seriously my demographic. It sucks. But I mean, I get it. Like, if you're posting the content, people are going to come and like but here's, comment. But here's why it works for me. I, uh, I don't are know. Are you thirst trapping? No. Oh. Used to. Not. People are attracted to confidence. People are attracted to people that are doing things that are constantly like going to events or throwing events so like my tiktoks around what i do for work what i do for fun so people see it i'm assuming i could be wrong if anybody wants to correct me please do i'm assuming that they're like oh shit she looks like fun i want to hang out with her right and then we go from there that's cool i get the opposite i get because i work in the sex industry because i take my clothes off people are intimidated by me so guys are like i don't want to talk to you or the possibility of dating you because one, you're probably going to be too good and like at sex that I'm not going to be enough or adequate enough. And I'm like, bitch, why? You know, like, why do you think that? Um, and then because I take my clothes off, it's too confident, right? So it's like this dual sided, like this double edged sword of like, well, I can't be too confident because then it's too much for these men. True. And if you took the time to stop and be vulnerable, it could become off, like unattractive. Right. They're like, oh, you're too emotional. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is this what it's like being a woman? <laughs> no, I get it. Like, you can't be, you know, let's not America Ferrera this shit, but like, you know, you have to be strong, but you can't be too strong. You can't, you know, you have to be vocal, but not be too vocal. It's where you look like a bitch. Like, you know, all those things, like, it's really true. But like, it's like, I can be sex positive, but then if I'm too sex positive, then I'm a slut. Yes. When I haven't had sex in, months almost six months longer i don't know yeah and like or and then because if i take my clothes off again you're a whore you're just letting it up all the time yeah right so it's like i don't know or you're too confident and you know you're confident within your skin and that's scary for some people because they're not comfortable in their skin and i'm like i don't care you know what i mean like i feel like at like underneath all of that we're people you know we're just people I say fucking stupid things. You say stupid things. What? Like, absolutely girl, not. absolutely not. Everything I say is true. I think I'm great. And factual. <laughs> Again, I'm only being confident because I'm on camera, right? Mm-hmm. I'm only being confident because I'm on the podcast. Right. Right. And so people don't see that vulnerability. And so unfortunately that bites me in the ass sometimes. Mm-hmm. When it gets too real? Yes. How do you handle that? When it gets too real and they're like, the cracks are showing. <laughs> I cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking cry. You end up rubbing your eye raw because you <laughs> fucking are crying too much. So you have to teabag your eyes. Yes. If you don't follow Olivia, you won't understand what I'm talking about. But if you follow her, you know that she recently had to teabag her eye because she yeah. was crying. Yeah. So I got really sad and drunk. And I cried so much that I rubbed my eye raw, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then... It got all poofy, and then I had to reach out to the internet to help me fix it because we had to do this podcast shoot today. Yeah. And here we are. And your eyes normal. My eyes Thank back God. to normal because I teabagged it. I love it. Love that for me. I was going to say balls in your face, but that's not balls. It's teabags. Yeah. But teabag. I'll take the balls too. <laughs> so, okay. So, let's talk about that. So, you identify pansexual. I am. Okay. How is it when you're dating 
one specific gender and they find this out are they like oh so you're just gonna like do they view you as like bisexual to where you're attracted to both genders or any gender are you just like are they like oh you're gonna fall in love with anybody and everybody (laughs) okay so let's break it down right so i am pansexual but i have not actually dated a guy since high school okay but i've had sexual relationships with men since then yeah and a lot of that comes to i just like dating women better yeah and i think a lot of that is because i'm usually more dominant men usually aren't and i like to joke that i only like men when i'm drunk so (laughs) just like straight women are attracted to women when they're drunk i'm attracted to men when i'm drunk i'm like oh yeah they're kind of cute I think cute right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, dick sounds good right now. Yeah. And then trans people just get right in between all that. Yeah. That's awesome, though. I always feel like pansexuals don't get the credit that they deserve. Because I feel like some people view it as like, oh, you're not queer enough to be a part of the queer community because you're pan. So you could fall in love with another. You could fall in love with a guy. And therefore you're straight you know what i mean i have never thought of it that way but it's who you are and you just so happen to be into you know a guy right now or whatever you know like i just i don't know and then if you end up with a woman oh you're just a lesbian so that's a thing everybody thinks i'm a lesbian yeah i did i made that mistake when i first met you yeah you were like pansexual actually and i was like all right yeah i definitely love telling her being a pan because I'm like, stop labeling me. Yeah. Like, I want to be in charge of my own label. I want to be who I want to be. Yeah. And so, you know, back in high school, I absolutely hated being called bi. And mm. I just started telling everybody I was lesbian, so I wouldn't be bi because, like, being bi is a phase. At least yeah. it was back then. It was a stepping stone. Yes. The gateway drug to full-on lesbianism. Exactly. Yeah. No, so, I feel that. I was, I was like that. It was rough. No. I'm going to take control. So I didn't become or come out as pan until I believe it was like 2021 2020 to 2021 and I finally embraced it and I was like holy shit like this is who I am and it was like a really big deal for me uh you know when came out to my family again mm-hmm. <laughs> again and I think that was really fun uh, you get to come out twice yeah, yeah. I was like fuck Been it there. right yeah and I got you know my pan flags and all of the merch that I could and really embraced it again yeah pride float here we come i was like i think that's the thing it's like sexuality identity it's also fluid like why put it in a box right like why it doesn't have and i feel like a lot of people get intimidated by that too like they're very like especially in like the gay community you're either you know a sub community within the sub like if you're a twink you're a twink if you're a jock you're a jock if you're a bear you're a bear and those are your communities and that's how you have to stay right Lord forbid you blur lines in between. You're too feminine. You're not masculine enough. And I totally get that a lot. Like, you're too feminine. You're too, um, again, too confident, too whatever. Um, but then also, I get the occasional, like, oh, you're too fat because I'm not the stereotypical jock. I'm not skinny like a twink. It's one thing I hate about, like, the gay community specifically. Yeah. It's not like Fucking that for sucks. women, right? It's not like that for lesbians. It's for gay men. Yeah. I feel like we're, gays are the fucking 
what's gay on gay hate it is like we're over here being like equality for all but you have to go to the gym seven days a week you have to you know look like this clean cut all american this and that like if you're anything that's not that fuck it like austin have you been to austin yeah it's rough and for gay men oh yeah it's rough. for gay men it is copy and paste white guy after white guy after white guy who looks exact fucking same you know and i'm like although i am semi attracted to white guys but <laughs> not when they all look the same right you know and i'm yeah. like oh, i just want something different so i like that you're talking about the cookie cutter dynamic of this right so for me i am more dominant um externally yeah. but internally in the bedroom i'm more um submissive oh there we go there we go a lot of people don't know that it's yeah. always like a struggle it's always like a power struggle and so it's unfortunate and i would try to explain that to people for many years and i was like look like i have to go to work every day and be like a fucking corporate baddie right yes. like i'm always telling people what to do always in charge and so like mm-hmm. the last thing i want to do is do that when i come home yep but it's unfortunate because the way that i look and i am stereotypically dominant they want you to be daddy i'm yes always daddy so i want to know now I'm assuming you identify as gay, but correct me if I'm yes. wrong. Okay. Fucking bad. <laughs> Woo! And I can say that because I am one. That's right. And obviously... And we're you... taking back the power. <laughs> love that for you. Yes. So obviously you love to kind of switch between... I want to say gender roles, but like you like yeah. to wear makeup. So explain to me a little bit more. Well, I feel like lately... Well, not lately. Well, the past like couple years... I was not sure if I fully identified as a male um, when the conversation started happening around like gender non-conforming people or even, you know, non-binary people. I was kind of like, that kind of sounds like me. Like some days I am super like mask presenting. Other days I'm going to look like a femme bitch and I fucking love it, you know? Like, both of those people live within me. And it's funny because when I was with my ex, I always wanted to have that conversation with him, but I never had the courage to say it because I was afraid that he would leave me because I wasn't going to be masculine or, you know, I wasn't going to be a guy. So was he more feminine or what was that dynamic there? No, he's very, like, he's very straight passing. Like, if you were to meet him, you'd be like, oh, he's straight. And then you're like, okay like so, so you need you felt like you need to be straight passing with yes him. okay 100 like the queer coding was like i had to be straight presenting you know for at least that's what i thought you know i don't know if that's what he actually felt but it's how i felt so it wasn't until like close to the end of the relationship i was doing a performance and there was a uh, tarot card reader mm-hmm. and she was like hey i don't have money to tip you for your performance she's like but i'll give you a reading Oh. And I was like, cool, that works. And she was like, well, she said a couple of things. But the one thing that stood out was what you're presenting right now. Because I was in makeup. I was, you know, fresh off performing. She was like, what you're presenting right now, this is a part of you. She was like, you need to make this part of your every day. Because that's where you're truly going to be yourself. That's powerful. Yeah. And I was like. 
it was something that I was already thinking. Like, because when I'm in performance mode, I have the makeup on. You can't tell me shit. Like, I feel unstoppable. But why is it that when only I'm wearing that do I feel unstoppable? And so I started really thinking, like, how can these two entities live within me, right? And coexist at the same time. And I think now, within the past year, I've really been just kind of, like, living it. And so, like, I don't really say that I am non-binary, but I still use he pronouns. I use they pronouns. I use she pronouns. I don't fucking care. Like, kind of use them all uh, just because it's what feels comfortable to me. Like, if someone wants to be like, hey, girl, I'm like, yes, like, whatever. But, yeah, so I feel like I'm just kind of gender fluid. Mm -hmm. Like, I float with it. Yeah, I go with it. I mean, I think that's great. I think why limit yourself? And there's really like no reason, like you said, to like put yourself in a. All right. Well, how is it dating when you're ginger fluid? I mean, I still kind of put on my profile that I am gay and I'm male. So like, because physically it's what I present, right? So I just kind of feel like if I if they truly take the time to get to know me, then I'll have that conversation with them. But I don't know. Otherwise, I haven't really seen a big difference. It's kind of just like whatever. I feel like those people who get it won't have a question about it. They're just kind of like, they'll see it. Like if they go to my social media, they're going to see me done up. True. But then they're also going to see me, you know, and just everyday wear. So it's like you get the best. It's a Hannah Montana situation. They get the best of both worlds <laughs> with me. So, you know, I just kind of feel like if you take the time to investigate and look into like who I am, you'll see that I, I blur the lines, you know? That's what I love about social media, right? It's truly up to you of how much of your personality and yourself that you're going to put out there. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't post anything or whatever. And then they wonder why <laughs> no one's reaching out. To I me. hate it when I come across <laughs> like someone who I'm like talking to on one of the dating apps and then I'm like, Oh, do you have a social media? And they're like, mm, I don't. And I'm like, or they, ha- I haven't posted in since like, 2012 and i'm like the fuck like who like, are you who are you like how do you exist and i'm like i get it like our world is immersed in social media true but come on like we're the poster children's for yeah, socials seriously right but so this conversation makes me think a lot about how as i've gotten older i try my best to be a little bit more open with what i like and don't like yeah when it comes to like bedroom outside of the bedroom things like that and that's kind of how I see you talk about like being gender fluid, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, sure, your profile is gonna say like you're gay, whatever. But like, when somebody gets to know you, you're gonna this is actually like present myself. This is who I am, whatever. And I think it's okay, yeah, right, to like be able to sit down and have like that true conversation with somebody. And if they want to stick around, they can. That's kind of where. But it, I feel like it kind of ties into like being pansexual, like you fall in love with the person you know the heart not the parts and i feel like that is something that i feel like more people should just be open to like when it comes to dating like if you're into someone because of who they are as a person like that is more valuable than you know whatever they have between their legs or you know however they're presenting to the world like if you like that person you like that person you know so it's like fuck it i just why do we have to put ourselves in these boxes fuck boxes fuck boxes that's what i learned today yeah Fuck them. This is why we did, we live out of the box. Aw. Remember that shit? <laughs> out of the box. 
out of the box. That show was so good. My sister was the one who watched it because it was she was a kid. And I was like sitting there watching it with her. We are eight years apart. I don't care. I was the bigger kid watching it too. Same. It was so good. But so, I mean, I feel like we have quite a journey ahead of us since we're both single. Absolutely. We're going to be dating. We're both mingling. We're mingling. We're going. We're doing. And I mean, who knows what's going to happen hey, along the way. Watch our stories. Follow us on social media. You'll see what happens. <laughs> I'm Link with Olivia. I'm at Jasper St. James. And you have to type the whole thing because I'm shadow banned because I show my butt. <laughs> so you got to type in Jasper St. James. That's the reality. Awesome. Well, stay tuned and thanks for being here. We'll see y'all on the next one. Bye-bye.